Good morning. I'm assuming that you can see and hear me operating from home today. It is Friday, the 11th of August, 2023. I'm Bear from the internet, and we're going to do the <laughs> brief this morning. I see Pilgrim Prepper in the chat giving Ukraine the middle finger. Mm, yeah, yeah, I roughly share your sentiments. We're going to talk about more funding from your taxpayer dollars to Ukraine today. We're going to talk about the national intel that has been sent in by y'all to the email address intel at bearindependent.com. We're going to talk about potentially some direct energy weapons, uh, some interesting pictures and video coming out of Maui as of yesterday. And we're going to talk about Uganda and how the World Economic Forum is talking about pulling funding from Uganda because of their anti-gay legislation, which is, you know, your ESG, environment, social, and governance score shenanigans. Now, if you're one of those people that lurks in the shadows, that is just here watching the show, one of the 40% of y'all that's unsubscribed, you know, listen, you do you. You don't have to do what I tell you to do, but, you know, what's it going to take for you to hit the subscribe button? I don't know, but it is right over there. You can hit that, ring the little bell icon, join the Bear Nation. And for those of y'all who are not new here, not lurking in the shadows, you know what to do. Share the show with somebody you love. Leave a comment for the algorithm, okay? Okay, Bear. All right. Good talk, everybody. As always, the show is brought to you by refugemedical.com, uh, which I'm not a shill for. I'm the founder and CEO of refugemedical.com. Yeah, did you not know that? Uh, cool story. Started this company in my barn four years ago, and we're now on four continents with all branches of the United States Armed Forces electively. So, yeah, during the age of COVID, built yet another successful business. So don't, you know, the world's crazy. What should we do? Keep on keeping on. That's what you should do. JB's Garbage, Bear Nation Sit Rep Friday, $5. Super chat. Appreciate you. Now, Bear Independent Brief, 11 Aug 23, another $200 million will be going from the United States to Ukraine in the form of weapons and ammunition. To date, Ukraine has been given $43 billion in direct support and between $100 and $200 billion, depending on whose beans you're counting, in direct and indirect support to the military-industrial complex that is supporting the ongoing operations in Ukraine, as well as replacing the stuff that's coming out of American inventory to be sent over to Eastern Europe. President, uh, at the time of this writing, President Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. asterisk is expected to ask for even more funds for emergency aid for the country. Emergency aid. This thing kicked off February 24th, 2022. Today is the 11th of August, 2023. So 18 months ago, this thing kicked off and we all saw it coming. Remember, Russia was stacking their BTGs, battalion tactical groups all around the north and eastern borders of Ukraine. There was talk of Lukashenko and Belarus to the northwest, to the northwestern border of Ukraine. And they've they're going to reach a critical mass of 100 BTGs, battalion tactical groups, and they're going to come across that border with 150 to 200,000 troops. And it's going to be a World War II style blitzkrieg. And then within a week, Zelensky's going to be raising the white flag in Kiev. We all saw this coming. And then that didn't happen. And here we are a year and a half later. And we still need more emergency funding. At what point are you enabling? That's, that's all I'm going to say. At what point are you enabling? You ever have that buddy where it's like, hey, man, you know, it's Friday, right? It's payday, right? Long Roads Farm. Joined Patreon last night. Highly recommend. Appreciate you. Thank you. We'll talk about Patreon later. Uh, you got that friend. It's Friday, right? He's like, hey, man, can I just get a couple hundred bucks? Hey, you get paid today like I get paid too. Yeah, I know, man, but I'll, I'll get you back next paycheck. Next paycheck. Next paycheck. Next paycheck. At what point are you like, dude, stop asking me. Well, you know, I'm, I'm just really in a bad spot. You've been in a bad spot for a year and a half. Maybe the reason you're in a bad spot is you. Maybe I'm just enabling you when I take money out of my paycheck every week and I pour it into your household because you don't have your poop in a group. 
it's starting to feel that way with uh, the old UKR. While a similar request was fully met last November, this time, quote, it's definitely a very big point of contention, end quote, according to a senior House GOP aide. This person also said that it's anticipated that the request will be linked with the request for more funding for U.S. disaster relief in an effort to gain more reluctant votes. Yep. Yep. What do they call that? An omnibus? Let's just slap as many things into this bill as possible. Like, you would never vote against the hog farmers in Nebraska. It's not the issue with the Nebraskan farmers that I have. It's the issue with the more billions of dollars going to Ukraine. Hmm. Let's not, let's try to not get our blood pressure up, everybody. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah. Don't have an aneurysm, Bear. All right, I'll do my best. While conservatives want to support the war, broad statement, they have serious concerns, talking about conservatives in the House and Senate, they have serious concerns about the fiscal irresponsibility of this continual massive support. Agreed. Me too. Representative Dan Bishop of the House of Freedom, the House Freedom Caucus said, quote, we can't continue shoveling money out the door to support this conflict with no accountability or transparency. There are no strings attached and no plans to even define what victory looks like. Americans have had enough of Washington running headlong into endless wars, end quote. Mm, you know what, Dan? I do think there is a string attached. It's just the rest of us aren't privy to it. And that string is 10% for the big guy, Burisma Energy. Yeah, remember the oh, Russian collusion. Thanks, Hillary. Turns out you're the one colluding with the Russians. Right. No new wars. Remember that? Now, turns out, yep, we're going to have a war in the very same country that the president asterisk asterisk's son has been paid hundreds of millions of dollars documented. Same country where he was what was vice president was board of directors for an energy company because of his talent in running an entrepreneurial endeavor at that level of the game. No, because of his political collections, to, connections to the big guy. And now, interestingly, just throwing this out there, Hunter Biden is in the energy sector. Daddy is in the White House, 81 million votes, most popular president ever. And mysteriously, Nord Stream 1 and 2 just happened to get explodified, which then puts Germany in a position where they don't have any natural gas coming in, which is what all of their heavy industrial base runs on and also what they use to make fertilizer with to eat food, which solidifies their position in NATO. They now can't be friendly with Russia anymore, the same Russia that Hillary et al. was colluding with and now have to support the war in Ukraine, the same place that the Bidens have been colluding with. I'm just saying, like, you know, Never let the facts get in the way of a good story. D.L. Hemingway, good morning, Barry. Even though I'm not wearing BDU or TRU trousers today, but instead of wearing jeans, I found a way to have the slick kit with me. Awesome, bro. Appreciate that. I have a slick kit with me, too. It's my, it's in my pocket. Hold on. Wrong pocket. Right there. Boom. Slick kit. But we'll talk more about Refuge Medical later in the show. Back to El Brifioso. Let's see what else this uh, Dan fella had to say. Another rep a Republican representative, Bob Good, said in a statement, quote, Americans are struggling under Bidenomics, watching a border invasion bring crime and witnessing a corrupt two-tier justice system. And this president wants billions more for Ukraine. Put Americans first, end quote. You know, I agree with that sentiment. I just still sometimes struggle with the idea that a politician in Washington, regardless of which NASCAR jumpsuit they're wearing today, has my best interests at heart. I just have a hard time with that. This request may resurface, the request for more aid for Ukraine, may resurface later as the House returns mid-September to pass spending bills under the additional pressure of the risk of a partial shutdown. <sighs> to which the bear man from the internet says, cool, shut it down. Dude, just shut it. Like, you know what? Flip the sign from open to closed on DC for a while. Let's just see what happens. Because at this point, like, if they don't show up for work, could it possibly get any worse? Like, it might actually get better if they don't show up to work for a while. 
if we just don't pay everybody, if everybody stays home, there are, we just put all of DC on administrative leave. Be like, you know what? We did your quarterly review, and it turns out you suck shit at your job. So uh, pink slip, go home. We're just going to shut this thing down for a while. They're like, but the government won't get funded. <laughs> Believe me, the government doesn't need your permission to get funded. This is all like a dog and pony show, right? Bread and circuses. Watch the dancing bear. Don't look behind the curtain, right? <sighs> we have a lot of ground to cover today. I should quit editorializing. The White House has declared a, quote, national emergency, end quote, over the threat of advancement held by China related to, quote, sensitive technologies and products, end quote. In fact, President Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., asterisk, 81 million votes, the most popular president ever in the history of the world. That guy, ice cream grandpa, that guy said... He's announced new restrictions regarding overseas investments made by American companies. He said it was, quote, a national emergency to deal with the threat of advancement by countries of concern in sensitive technologies and products critical to the military, intelligence, surveillance, or cyber-enabled capabilities of such countries, end quote. Now, let's be frank. He didn't say that at all. That's way too many syllables. He's like one maybe two days away from a Mitch McConnell hard reboot live on television. That dude didn't say that. His handlers said that. Let's read this again and think about the, the polysyllabic nature of what I'm about to say as compared to what you know about Joe Biden or the robot that is currently performing the role of Joe Biden. He said it was, quote, a national emergency to deal with the threat of advancement by countries of concern and sensitive technologies and products critical to the military intelligence, surveillance, or cyber-enabled capabilities of such countries. Yeah, you know what he said? Corn Pop was a bad dude. That's what he said. He didn't say that, what I just read to you. Like, these two things. One of the, Remember Sesame Street back in the day? Like, before it went super-duper woke? Like, one of these things is not like the other? One of these things just doesn't belong. Can you tell which thing is not like the other by the time I finish this song, right? Like Joe Biden didn't say that. Joe Biden's handlers said that. <laughs> Tim Becker, a national emergency to deal with, you know, the thing. Exactly, exactly. Bring me some ice cream and some more children to sniff. Good morning, Andy Barnes. Good morning to everybody in the chat. 732 of y'all here this morning. How impressive. We're a little early. There used to be a set time that we would do the brief every day. And um, my schedule has become such that we do it when we can, hopefully, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, somewhere between 6 a.m. and 10 a.m., question mark, to which all the people would say, well, you know, if it was more... Uh, predictable and you'd have more people to tune in to which I would say my life's not terribly predictable right now so you do the best you can with what you got where you're at heard that from a brother one time back to the brief three specific areas have been restricted by Mr. Biden by Mr. Biden's handlers semiconductors and microelectronics remember this because this is going to tie into the national intel that we need to discuss in a moment semiconductors and microelectronics, quantum information technologies, and particular AI systems. China has accused the U.S. of, quote, economic coercion and tech bullying, end quote. Tech bullying? Kiss my ass. A war of words. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words shall never hurt me. China has accused the U.S., of tech bullying. This may be a signal for U.S. allies to follow suit, but the European Union is delaying action for now, saying that it will create a proposal of its own before the year's end. Back in June, the European Commission had said, quote, the EU and member states have a common interest in preventing the narrow set of technological advances that are assessed to be core to enhancing military and intelligence capabilities of actors 
who may use them to undermine international peace and security, end quote. Diplo speak is exhausting. So back in June, the EU said, we'll consider maybe doing something similar if it means that somebody could have a military upper hand on us. Additionally, one diplomat pointed out that they had to be reserved because similar decisions could have, quote, a possible huge impact on business, end quote. Which business? The business that's best for the country or the business that's best for the politician? Ultimately, this means that this decision could end up having reverberating economic impacts worldwide if other nations follow suit, stifling specific sectors of technology coming from China. Um, brief note, I'm starting to be thoroughly entertained. I'm not putting any hope in, but I'm starting to be thoroughly entertained by kind of this tit for tat going on between Trump and Biden right now, as far as <laughs> Trump just absolutely shredding via his thumbs, Joe Biden and the current economy and the swamp and all that. Now, make no mistake, if you've been here long enough, you know that I don't think Trump is the Messiah. But I would love to see right now, I would love to see a live, unscripted, unedited television debate between Donald J. Trump and Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. asterisk. Trump would shred him because Biden can't get a full sentence out without going blue screen of death with a little spinny wheel, right? Like, I just, I'm, I'm hopeful from an entertainment standpoint, not from a, we're going to make this country great again standpoint, just from, just purely for the giggles. I would love to see that. <laughs> Eric in the chat said, Trumpin is an amazing troll for sure. Yeah, I would help pay-per-view it. I would do that in a heartbeat. Now, not only do we have national intel that we need to get to, um, there's a couple things I want to look at uh, from RT.com. Death toll in Hawaii Inferno rises to 53. Governor Josh Green of Hawaii said this island state, quote, will continue to see loss of life, end quote, as firefighters struggle to contain wildfires. And so there's there's a long-ass article from RT here, uh, the cliff notes, the death toll has risen from 36 to 53. Maui Island is on fire. They are wildfires. Um, let's see what else we got here. Maui County Fire Chief Brad Ventura noted that while the largest and deadliest blaze, the Lahaina, Lahaina, I'm not Hawaiian, I know, I, you know, I, I've often been accused of being Samoan, but that's not the same as Hawaiian. The Lahaina fire had been 80% contained. Firefighters were still battling to extinguish the flames completely as of Thursday. That's yesterday. He noted that the situation was further compounded by small fires in between the large fires that continue to break out. Uh, damages are in, have run into the billions of dollars. Quote, when you see full extent of the destruction of Lahaina, it will shock you, he said during the news conference, and it it does appear, quote, it does appear like a bomb and fire went off, end quote. Uh, he went on to suggest that the current wildfires would likely prove to be the largest natural disaster in Hawaii state history, surpassing the deadly 1960 tsunami in terms of devastation. Biden declared a state of emergency yesterday. We'll make federal funds available. 10,000 people had to be evacuated. The fires were so bad that in some places they were jumping into the ocean because they couldn't get through the fire. It's rough. It's rough out there. And most of y'all know, while I'm I'm into preparedness, right? Like um, I do prepper stuff. Um, I tend, I trend in the direction of logical, like, uh, not fear-based, what, what data do we have, what risks does the data illuminate, and then how do we mitigate that risk through responsible preparedness? That's the direction that I trend in. So, you may require uh, some tinfoil for this one. Because, I don't know, a hundred of y'all 
including a bunch of people that I consider close friends and or brothers, have sent me pics and images of what absolutely appears to be a freaking laser beam being shot from the sky into Lahaina or Lahaina or how you however you pronounce it, um, preceding these wildfires. And uh, what's even more interesting is that there's also pics and video from that area in California that escapes me currently that recently suffered very similar fires. And some of the footage from Hawaii is odd. Um, being somebody that has worked uh, a bunch of natural disasters, including fire, the structures are completely demolished, but the trees are still standing. They're scorched, but they're not burnt up. So the, the structures, the roadways melted, the asphalt melted in some places, but the trees in the neighborhoods are still standing. They're scorched, blackened in some places, but they're not consumed. But the structures are completely gone. And that's where NRQY in the comments wins the uh, sticker for the day. Could it be an enemy direct energy weapon? Define enemy. Let's think about that for a minute. Again, you still have your tinfoil firmly affixed to your dome, right? The United States is allies with Ukraine. And is providing them with billions of dollars in arms and armaments because they're allies, yet at the same time is doing everything that they can, including a proposed thousand percent excise tax on air quote assault weapons and air quote high capacity magazines to disarm its own citizens. So what does that make the people of the United States in relation to the federal government? Because clearly we arm our allies. So if we arm our allies, ergo, you can throw this into Microsoft Excel, make a little macro, right? Allies equal arming. Enemies equal disarming? Question mark. So define an enemy direct energy weapon. And this is why tinfoil, like I said, because the fact of the matter is, I don't know a whole hell of a lot about direct energy weapons. And a lot of the people that say they do have just simply been watching TikTok. They know what other people have surmised about direct energy weapons. That's not being informed. Uh, that's maybe being propagandized, uh, uh, sensationalized, maybe. But the picks don't lie. The videos don't lie, or do they? Because AI and, you know, NASA's been doctoring photos for 70 years. Yeah, yep, true. Um, but if we can believe our eyes, it certainly looks like a freaking laser beam hit Maui before these fires started. Um, and that's interesting to me. And then you've got these... You've got this whistleblower talking about the Antarctic base, you know, where people aren't allowed to go. Uh, that is a focused direct energy weapon that blah, 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 blah. Maybe. I don't know. And because I don't know, I'm not going to dwell on it because there's nothing I can do about it. Um, what can I do? I could be prepared for the most likely things that are going to happen to me. Natural disaster, uh, injury, loss of income, uh, car wreck, things like that. And then move down the force continuum towards things that are less likely to happen, but potentially more impactful to life and limb, right? Like the Panamanian paratroopers landing in my hayfield. So I don't know if it's a direct energy weapon or not, but gosh dang, it sure looks like one. You know, it's odd when it's like, hey, it's just a quiet night in Maui. Holy shit, a laser beam. What? Oh my gosh, everything's on fire now. Like, you know, hopefully, even though some of us may have been indoctrinated into in, in common core, hopefully two plus two still equals four, right? Like laser beam plus fire equals weird. Something is weird here, at least in my mind. So I just wanted to throw that out there, pay a little bit of lip service to it, that things may not be what they seem here in old Maui. 
why would they target Maui? Hell if I know. Like, I, frankly, I haven't done a lot of digging on it because I don't need some stay-at-home mom on TikTok telling me about direct energy weapons, being frank. Um, what else do we have? Another thing that I wanted to look at briefly, because, again, it gets into DEI, CEI, ESG, you know, environmental so, uh, social governance scores, all of which are pushed by the World Economic Forum, which is the conglomeration of banks that lend funds to large corporations and nation states. And they use the they can use the control of the flow of air quote money, ones and zeros and little pieces of green paper that have no inherent value to enact their vision for how they think the world should be run. From RT.com, Uganda accuses World Bank of coercion over anti-gay law. Now, YouTube, bots, moderators, I am reading the news. I'm not editorializing. I am reading the news. So if ever there was a day to get a channel strike, this is me reading the news. Okay? Okay. From RT.com, YouTube, Uganda accuses World Bank of coercion over anti-gay law. The institution underestimates Africa and the continent should be allowed to solve its own problems, President Yaweri Museveni has said. The World Bank is attempting to force Uganda into abandoning its principles and sovereignty, the country's President Yaweri Museveni has claimed. Now, I just want to point out here that for those who are going to start cheering from a biblical perspective as we continue to read this article, the state religion of Uganda is voodoo. Mm -hmm. I know, personally know, and have supported for years missionaries in Uganda. Uh, so I don't have firsthand experience, but I have very trusted secondhand experience. Voodoo, witch doctors. Okay. So before we all start cheering, just, just listen. Museveni's comments followed the World Bank's announcement on Tuesday that it will not approve new loans for Kampala, the capital of Uganda, in response to an anti-gay law introduced in the country in May, which just brings to mind the why are you gay meme to me. Like that's Shame on Russia today for not including that meme in this article. Why are you gay? Who says I'm gay? You, you say you're gay. Go look that up. It's phenomenal. The institution claimed that the legislation, which imposes the death penalty for certain same-sex acts and a 20-year prison sentence for promoting homosexuality, contradicted its values, a.k.a. the World Bank says, nope, that's not acceptable. That contradicts our values. In a statement on Wednesday, the Ugandan leader called the bank's decision unfortunate, but vowed that his country would, quote, develop with or without loans, end quote. Quote, they really underestimate all Africans. We do not need pressure from anybody to know how to solve problems in our society. They are our problems, end quote, he stated. Museveni's government has been widely condemned since the Anti-Homosexuality Act was passed with growing demands for sanctions against state officials from human rights groups and activists. Activists argue that the new law legalizes homophobia and transphobia while the government claims it's necessary to preserve culture and values to prevent disoriented LGBTQ people from recruiting others. The World Bank is the latest entity to sanction the East African country following the U.S. government's imposition of visa restrictions on sponsors of the anti-gay law in June and the threat of further action against official respo officials responsible for human rights violations. Earlier this week, the bank concluded that no new public financing for Kampala will be approved until the efficacy of additional anti-discrimination measures in projects it funds is tested. Uganda and the bank are continuing talks to, quote, avoid this diversion if possible, President Museveni said on Wednesday. Now, here's the thing. Whether you agree or disagree with this law in Uganda, this law was passed in Uganda. And if they have anything even approximating a representative republic, 
the people there have decided this is what we want. This is what we're going to do. And a loud vocal minority of people has said, no, this is unacceptable. And then the World Bank steps in and says, fix this or you don't get any more money. And then the United States steps in and says, fix this or you get no more visas for the people who support this law in your country. Seems a little fishy, doesn't it? Seems like maybe people are putting their fingers in stuff that it doesn't belong in. Do the Ugandan people have a right to self-govern? Do they have any less of a right to self-governance than we do? And it... See, here's the thing. I've read the entire Bible, all of it. And I don't believe that a single human being is beyond the ability to be redeemed by Messiah. But in order to be, one must confess their sins. What's sin? 1 John 3, verse 4. Sin is lawlessness. New Testament. Go look it up. 1 John 3, verse 4. You must confess your sins and teshuva, repent. The Hebrew word and the Aramaic word for repentance means to turn from, turn from your wicked ways. And so when you confess and you teshuva, you turn from, you repent, and you're walking in the ways of Messiah, 1 Peter 2.21, if then, then you have entered into the way of life. And that is available to all people, regardless of where they exist on planet Earth. I also, being well-learned in the Torah at this point, know that, biblically speaking, People who knowingly engage in acts like that can be smacked in the head with a rock because the Torah is about the preservation of life and homosexuality does not produce life, which is why it's considered an abomination. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying that gay people should receive the death penalty. I'm saying that in Uganda, they've decided that they should. And that bill would have never passed into a law if there weren't a significant portion of the populace there that agrees with that sentiment. And so it's a very interesting question regarding self-governance. At what point is the will of the people allowed to be enacted without external influence from the big kid on the block, the United States of America, and their financier, the World Bank? Right? It's an interesting question. And I think the thing that we all need to remember, we were all dead in our sin, transgression, lawlessness. And nobody is beyond redemption. Nobody. So before you go looking for reasons to stone somebody to death, plank spec. Remember this teaching from Messiah? Take the two by four out of your own eye before you're worried about the wood chip in your brother's eye. Because, yeah, we could make a biblical argument as to why every one of those people should get smacked in the head with a rock. But I can make a biblical argument a hundred times over why I already should have been smacked in the head with a rock. So Christians will say, judge not lest ye be judged. And that's one half of that statement. The other half is judge righteously according to the law, the Torah. Judge and judge righteously according to the Torah. So we just need to be careful, regardless of how we might feel, to just go around uh, judging people, passing judgment on people that we've never met, never even had a conversation with. So... Self-governance. Does Uganda have a right to pass this law? Well, they already have. Do the people in Uganda have a right to uh, redress their grievances to their governing authorities? I don't know if they do or not, but we do here. And I think that's the kind of thing that the World Economic Forum, the World Bank, and the United States of America should stay the hell out of. Now, we're going to do national intel in a minute. Before we do, I'm going to briefly tell you that today at refugemedical.com, 
the store closes at sundown today, about 8 p.m. Central. This is the bear fact. There are many like it, but this one is one of mine. Handmade, made in America, guaranteed forever. 85 lives saved to date. You can't find a better first aid kit. How do I know? Because I looked for one before I started this company and they don't exist. And then I also stay up with what our competitors are doing and they still don't exist. Do you know one of our competitors yesterday <laughs> sent out a mass email, marketing email? Uh, what was that? They wanted to thank Kylie Jenner. They wanted to celebrate Kylie Jenner's birthday. Now, I I don't know Kylie Jenner, but somebody explained to me what that has to do with civilian tech med. That shit's retarded. So anyway, if you want to if you care about Kylie Jenner's birthday, there's probably other companies for you. If you care about investing in American factory blockchain, having a real first aid kit that will actually save your life and being properly equipped for whatever may come, whether it's a car wreck or direct energy weapon or Ugandan homosexual genocide, this will actually save your life. RefugeMedical.com. If you care about Kylie Jenner's birthday, you have plenty of other options. <sighs> now, bear independent bonus intel. 11 August 23. These are all quotes. These were all sent in by y'all to intel at bearindependent.com. We strategically relocated in May of 2023 from Grand Junction to Paonia, Colorado. Paonia? Paonia. I think it's, I think it's uh, a native people's word. What do they call that? First peoples? I don't remember the, the, politically correct word for this. First Nations, that's what it is. First Nations, Paonia, Colorado. Our new house, and I can say that because I'm Cherokee, Choctaw, and Creek, so simmer down, YouTube. The house is up on the side of a mountain, out of sight from the road, and is easily defended. The thought of bugging out was not really on my radar. It has been two months of unpacking and fixing things on the homestead. Bear read the letter two weeks ago about a man who relocated and shared his experience of not having a good bump in the night bag. Okay, great point. I set up two bump in the night bags. Today at lunch, the power goes out, so the wife and I drive down the hill to get cell service since the internet is down, and we're met with fire trucks going by and smoke 250 yards up the valley. We rush back to the house and quickly grab the cat and dog, the bump in the night bags, and our meds. Wish I'd listened more to Bear and had two good go bags also. I headset the cat carrier next to the garage door, so I did not have to waste time looking for a way to transport the cat. The point is, be prepared, and I was not. With everything else that we do on a day-to-day -day basis, not having a squared-away escape plan is just stupid. As I write this, I'm parked at the bottom of my driveway, and it looks like the firefighters have it contained. It was touch and go for four hours. Airplanes dropped three loads of fire retardant, but the heavy winds blew it onto the side of the mountain. If not for the arrival of two helicopters, it would have been a disaster. My wife and pets are safe and lessons have been learned. Thanks for all you do. Thank you for writing in. Uh, it, it takes a, a good amount of humility for people to admit when they're wrong, let alone write an after action report about when they were wrong and what they're going to do to fix it so that we can all benefit from it. So thank you for doing that. And again, intel at bearindependent.com. Next. Remember I, I told you earlier about Biden's uh, sanctioning of microelectronics? Last time I wrote was about landing gear hardware shortages in aviation. Also, you who send these in, please continue to. I, I love these updates. They're so good. And this is maybe the fourth time we've gotten an update from this individual. It's, it's great uh, insider information, if you will. First-person intelligence. Last time I wrote was about landing gear hardware shortages in aviation. These still continue. However, we're now starting to see drastic lead times on software components and computer parts, primarily from Honeywell, which is a manufacturer. There is one box in particular that is responsible for collecting engine health data and relaying that data back to the engine manufacturers. The lead time on this box is currently 9 to 11 months. Who knows what that time would be to obtain one as a private owner or operator. 
As these aircraft continue to update, they become more and more reliant on avionics components, and it's not looking good. There are other components related to weather radar systems that would be an easy troubleshoot and replace in the event of an issue with the system. Now we are hand-tied and must wait for the manufacturer to send a rep to us to verify that it's actually a failed component before issuing a replacement to us. This manufacturer also happens to be Honeywell. Now, I get, uh, I'm blessed that I get invited around the country to go speak and present and participate in other people's shenanigans. And just recently, we were trying to figure out what it essentially equates to an eight to 10 day media tour on the East-ish coast. And one of the outfits that wanted to bring me out there offered to fly me out. You know what my response was? <laughs> ha, I'm good, thanks. I'll drive. And they're like, that's two days of driving. Yep. And I, I believe that my truck is more dependable than a commercial aircraft at this point. Plus, the shit that I travel with, the you know, TSA and FAA frown upon. Come to Pittsburgh. I've been to Pittsburgh, man. Who do you think all the, did all your subsurface power infrastructure? Yeah, Pittsburgh was a pain in the ass. Typically, we use Schedule 80 Bellend or HDPE, high-density polyethylene uh, casings and conduits. But in Pittsburgh, no, in Pittsburgh, it had to be half-inch uh, wall thickness steel pipe in 50-foot sections that had to be welded below ground. Also, I don't know if you know this, but steel is conductive. It was a pain in the ass. I'm good. Back to the brief, or I'm sorry, back to the national intel. Note, some of this is copy-pasted because I'm not a great writer. I live about 30 miles from the city of Clinton, Indiana, and 45 miles from West Terre Haute, Indiana. Recently, I was made aware that Wabash Valley Resources plans to repurpose the former Duke Energy coal gasification plant in West Terre Haute to make ammonia fertilizer and hydrogen at the site. The company plans to capture and liquefy the carbon dioxide waste produced by this facility and inject up to 1.67 million tons of carbon dioxide waste underground in wells near Clinton, Indiana, every year for 12 years. This is somewhat experimental from what I've gathered online, and this poses many environmental and population risks. The possibility of carbon dioxide leaking into our aquifers, poisoning our water. The possibility of carbon dioxide migrating to the surface, causing asphyxiation. The possibility of long-term underground storage of carbon dioxide, increasing seismic activity, and the possibility of leaks from pipelines, similar to what occurred in Sartartia, Mississippi, in 2020. Now, I've been to Mississippi several times. My guess is it's probably pronounced some kind of deep south. Sartaria. Sartartia. Sartartia. Sartardia. I don't know. What's up, KD? I drive. I'm a pilot. I can fly. I drive, says Kosher Dad. Yep. I'm not a pilot. And I don't fly. This all to say, even as we try to stay more off-grid and offline, industry can slide right under the radar and ruin the land and natural resources you rely on. Stay vigilant and keep an eye on the local industry in your area, folks. Next. I live in southeastern Kentucky with my husband. We live up in a holler away from town for a reason, so that we are far, far away from when the shite hits the fan. However, we did need to go into town to pick up my prescription of lorazepam. Yes, I know. I need to get off of them, and I'm actively doing so from three pills a day down to one. By next month, it will be zero, because I'm tracking like a tank bear. Good job. Anyways, why am I telling you all this? Because CVS could not fill my prescription, could not fill any prescription for lorazepam. There is a nationwide shortage. Can you imagine what's going to happen when there is a nationwide shortage of pain meds? Again, we moved up to a holler for a reason, because all those people addicted to pain pills are going to lose their shit when this happens, and it will. Or, interjecting here, They'll go to something else, something else that's readily available. Fentanyl, anyone? My advice, get off the meds ASAP. 
find alternative natural methods or stock up as much as you can, but you're going to run out at some point. God bless you, Bear, and the people of this nation. My stomach tells me once this goes off, it's going to happen fast. Next, the other day I heard you report on a trauma one hospital losing power, and I thought I'd tell you about a different hospital losing power. This hospital is not a level one trauma center, but lost power when the local power company was doing some kind of power switch. Once power went out, the four backup generators were switched on, but three failed due to not having the batteries replaced. Interjecting again, this is bad combo between the hospital and the power company or between the power company and the hospital. If they're doing a switchover, especially with critical infrastructure like a hospital, there's a duty to inform. And it sounds like that didn't occur. Or if it did, the hospital, due to a lack of maintenance, probably due to a lack of funding, which increased uh, the likelihood of a lack of staff, didn't take it seriously. <clears throat> but when you have critical infrastructure like a hospital, you can't just one second they have power, the next second they don't. There has to be backup protocols in place. And these backup protocols failed. Um, and there, there should be an incredibly large electromagnetic switch, load sensing switch that is sensing the line coming in, the power coming in from the power lines and then the load going out to the hospital. And that the moment, like the, to the millisecond, that the power coming in from the grid stops coming in, it senses that and it kachunk switches over to a secondary input circuit where all the backup generation is, which then those diesel generators should kick right on, start making power. Ideally, if there's a fluctuation in line, incoming power, the backup, it should automatically sever and the backup generation should kick on to isolate the load, the hospital from that, the fluctuations in grid power that's coming in. Doesn't sound like that's what happened. Somebody opened a set of contacts here from the power company side and the hospital wasn't ready on their side and then the backup generation failed. But continuing. Once power went out, the four backup generators were switched on, but three failed due to not having the batteries replaced. Mm. Basic maintenance. The hospital was able to full divert, sending all power to the ICU and run skeleton emergency services until power was restored three hours later. This hospital includes primary care clinics, dental services, and behavioral health. All appointments and scheduled surgeries or procedures were canceled, and power was lost to all non-ICU inpatient rooms. I'm not sure if any of the other local hospitals or neighborhoods were affected by the power loss caused by the power company, but it had a major impact on everyone who was seen at the hospital that day. <clears throat> so you're correct in that the hospital is going to divert power to the ICU, intensive care unit, and NICU if they have a NICU. But everything else goes offline. And that's par for the course. That's protocol for a lot, if not all, hospitals. And we've seen this doing disaster relief with Grindstone. If the hospital has power, the only place that it has power is in the ICU. And so you may ask yourself, what do I care? There's no admissions. There's no ER. There's no triage. There, in other words, if you show up to the hospital during that time, they cannot admit you. So if you have a medical emergency during that time and you manage to get to the hospital thinking that, praise God, we got to the hospital. I can elevate to a higher level of care. Joke's on you, bro. There is no higher level of care because the hospital doesn't have power. And if you're like, but hospitals are supposed to have backup generators. Yep. This one had four of them. Only one worked. And that's today, right now. 11th of August, 2023, not when the shit hits the fan, bro, which gets back into like, you have to have your own independent systems set up to the best of your ability to replicate the capability of the system. Why am I so passionate about medical equipment? Because in some cases you can die without it. That's why. And so I just, I always point this out when information like this comes in, like stop depending on the hospital to save you in an austere environment. It won't. It can't. 
In many cases, they send 90% of the staff home. Even if you made it to the ER, there's nobody to talk to, right? And EMS might not be running, many times isn't running because there's no commo or there's no fuel because the power is also out, right? And law enforcement in many cases isn't running because there's no commo. So the command cannot guarantee the safety of their officers. So they don't send their officers out into the shit that has hit the fan because they can't talk to them, which should be an indicator for you as well. Because if you're going to operate post SHTF out there and you have no commo or your commo plan is open commo on VHF or UHF simplex from radio to radio, you don't have a commo plan. And if law enforcement, whose duty and responsibility it is to maintain the peace, keep the order, go out there and enforce laws, isn't going to do that post-event. And this is not a, I'm not, this is not a summation. I'm not making an assumption here. I've seen it in on multiple occasions. I've seen this for up to 10 days. Law enforcement goes back to wherever the police department is. They bring Everybody, all the VICs, all the vehicles, all the personnel, in some cases, their families inside of the gates and they close the gates and they stay home because they can't guarantee their safety outside of that wire. And they can't guarantee their safety outside of that wire because of no commo. But you're going to survive the end of the world as we know it with your Baofeng that's not programmed that you don't know how to use and you don't have anybody to talk to. <clears throat> it doesn't work that way. Next, Delaware Emergency Management. This is a really interesting one. Delaware Emergency Management is distributing potassium iodide tablets for residents that live within 10 miles of the local Salem, Salem nuclear plant. They say this is a normal part of the program, but I've never heard of it before. That's super interesting. Somebody, Google Map. Salem nuclear power plant in Delaware. And uh, then look at prevailing winds and look at population density. Delaware is the size of a postage stamp. I think it's, I think my county is larger than the state of Delaware. If you have a nuclear plant cook off in Delaware, you're going to have problems. <sighs> Potassium iodide pills. We got some of those at refuge as well, but Delaware emergency management is handing them out residents within 10 miles of the Salem nuclear power plant. That's fun. Nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. Here's your nuke pills just in case something bad happens. And lastly, as of August 7th, the Tyson plant in Dexter, Missouri has told all of us employees we will be shutting down as of October 13th, 2023 due to cost cutting. There we go. I'm sorry to hear that. But Tyson is shutting down the Dexter, Missouri plant in October due to cutting costs. That is the brief for today. If you are one of those people that jumps off when it's time to discuss the value exchange, this is your polite invitation to beat feet, skedaddle, get out of here. Have a blessed day. Shalom. For everybody else, we are going to talk about the value exchange. Uh, and apparently my daughter, one of my daughters just ran into a hog with her car. Yeah. It was this morning, but... it, yeah. Nicked it on the side. I am okay. My car is okay. A little shaken, but no injuries. <clears throat> I have to issue that kid. Uh, well, no, I can't say that on camera. <laughs> we will deal with this problem, but again, why should I have a first aid kit in my car? I don't know. A wild hog could run out in the road and you hit it with your car. That's called a motor vehicle accident. Around here, that's much more likely to occur than the Panamanian paratroopers have landed in the hayfield over there. Uh, let's see. Patreon, this morning we discussed uh, postpartum uh, depression and overwhelm. And if you're one of those people that's on Patreon, go check that out. If you're not, Patreon is $10 a month. There's a link in the description and we treat it like a prepper consultancy. You ask questions, we answer those questions in videos that are at a minimum 15 minutes long, sometimes as long as 30 minutes long, just answering your questions. 
Those post regularly as well as every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central, we do the Pelt, the Patreon-exclusive live stream Thursday for two to three hours, which is just a Q&A, hangout sesh, um, kind of like open mic night for the Patreon family. They get to ask whatever they want, and we get to hang out. So, uh, yeah, links in the description. It's the best 10 bucks you can spend on the Internet. It used to be 5 bucks, and I told you all starting August 1st it would be 10 bucks, and now it's 10 bucks. If you got in at the $5 tier, you're grandfathered. Everybody else, it's 10 bucks a month, and it's still an absolute value. Uh, yeah, and you also have access to our exclusive Discord. Andy Barnes, Patreon, the juice is worth the squeeze. Bless you, brother. RefugeMedical.com, founder and CEO of RefugeMedical.com. This is the bare fact. I'm bare fact. First aid kit, here it is. Um, it's about this big, right? It's just a little bit bigger than my hand. Weighs a couple pounds. I've got a Gen 7 cat tourniquet on this side. I've got a set of shears on this side. And it comes in all the colors. Red, black, gray, ranger green, coyote tan, uh, multicam. And I know I'm forgetting some. So all the cool colors. It's Molly Pals webbing, webbing compatible on the back. So you've got your ballistic nylon on the outside for portability, durability. You open this up, you grab the red handle like so, and you pull. Got to get a hold of it. There we go. And now you've got your capability on the inside. Grab this little red tab, pop it open, one handed, good to go which you're probably asking yourself, why do I care if it can open with one hand? Because four of the 85 lives that have been saved with our kits were missing one of their hands, if not one of their arms. So being able to access and use this kit with one hand is very important to us, okay? So on this shingle right here, loud and proud center, we've got, and this is all built out in priority of care per the March algorithm. I know Kylie Jenner's birthday is important, but this will actually save your life. Okay, so right here, massive bleeding. I've got a Cat Gen 7 tourniquet. I've got my gloves because if it's wet and not yours, don't touch it, right? Gloves on scene safe. I've got my emergency trauma bandage right here for massive bleeding. I've got Sharpie as well. And you can add a decompression needle to this. Uh, if you can add it, don't use it if you don't know how to use it. Okay, you can add a decompression needle to this. I've got my medical tape. And this is one of my favorite features. Here's my medical tape. There's my medical tape. So I can get it right out. It doesn't run away on me when I open the kit, but it's readily accessible. And look, all my shit is still where it's supposed to be. One of the things that I hate about most of the other kits that are out there on the market is you open the pouch and you just puke all your contents all over the place. Not this one. Massive bleeding, airway and respiratory in this pocket back here. We have what we call the stack. Shears. Shears. Nasopharyngeal airway. Two five by nine gauze pads. Big gauze for when you have big problems. Also, I like five by nines in conjunction with my chest seals because if I have a puncture to the pleural space, aka my chest, sometimes, a lot of times, there's blood and viscous fluid and I need gauze to prep that site before I apply the chest seal. Two chest seals right here, halo, two of them, one vented, one non-vented, and a burn tech dressing, because this is a common modality of injury, especially with motor vehicle accidents. So that's the stack. Put that back in here, like so. And then I'm going to show you what's in the bottom. Did I mention this is guaranteed forever? Like, forever? Like if you break it, I'll replace it at no cost to you. If you use the components to save a life, I'll replace them at no cost to you. We just had a guy sent a message in. Um, his son, I don't know what happened, but he was texting with us on the uh, Refuge Medical uh, office phone. His son got hit with a machete in the arm and he had to apply a tourniquet. And he sent us a message basically saying, thank you so much for what you do. Um, he said, I had to apply a tourniquet. I had a tourniquet. I didn't have your kits, but I used the tourniquet that I had to apply 
to his son to save his life. And I want you to know, I immediately then, after his son was secure, went to Refuge Medical and bought a couple of kits. And I just want to thank you for doing what you do. And so Heath, customer service, handed me the phone and he's like, dude, you got to see this. So I flipped it on to video mode and I sent him a quick video back. And I was like, dude, I hope your son is okay. I know you didn't use our tourniquet, but I'm going to send you another tourniquet anyway, just so that you have a replacement because you need these things. We are about getting good kits into the hands of good people, much more so than we are about maximizing profitability and celebrating Kylie Jenner's birthday. The bottom pouch right here, I have my trauma pack as well as quick clot rolled gauze for wound packing. And in here, I've got compressed gauze, rolled gauze, triangle bandage, emergency trauma blanket, fold flat duct tape, iPad, eye shield, two by twos, four by fours, five by nines. This is my circulation, head injury, hypothermia, everything else module. So this kit is designed to work the entirety of the March algorithm. And uh, it's compact, affordable, guaranteed forever. That's the bare fact from refugemedical.com. Also, I know many of y'all have been asking, when is the stomp bag or the field medic, when are they going to come back in stock? I am happy to announce that we now have a significant working inventory of the bags from Squat Survival for both the stomp bag and the field medic. What's a stomp bag? SEAL Team Operational Medical Pack. Our stomp bag actually exceeds Naval Special Warfare specification because SEAL teams, that's who put this specification together. It exceeds their specification. I have showed this bag in person, daylight, white light, under nods to Navy Sarks, who at their first uh, impression was like, what does this asshole know about a stomp bag? I said, open it up. Tell me where I went wrong. They were blown away. Their exact words, this is better than what we have, to which I said, yes, I know. I have your specifications and I exceeded it. Okay. It's a hospital on your back. The stomp bag is, and the field medic is built to exceed the Ranger medic standard. Yep. It's they're they're great kits. Bags are hundred percent made in America, all top notch components from North American rescue, TAC med, Medline, integrated med craft. Like they're, they're the best freaking kits money can buy. So if you want to celebrate inclusion and diversity, uh, shop with somebody else. If you want to have a kit that will save your life, refugemedical.com. Always HSA and FSA eligible. Go to the store, check it out, scroll around, look. My wife has been working really hard on our website. I think it looks really good. So if you haven't checked it out lately, go to refugemedical.com. Just take it for a spin. Let me know what you think. Refugetraining.com. My wife has also been working on that website. We have classes the end of this month in, uh, in Oklahoma. And then in September, we'll be in Boise, Idaho. There were two slots left on September the 4th for Responder 1 in Boise, Idaho, and seven slots left for September the 6th in Boise, Idaho. Check it out. Don't be an ass. Come to class. Just like our kits are the best in the industry, so is our training. I have been told more times than I can count by people who have good reason to know that this is the best civilian tactical medic medicine class available in the world. We had somebody come to class recently. They spent uh, they spent the money on the two-day essential responder, the 12th C conditioning. And he said to me that the first hour of the first day of class was worth more than what he spent. And he's been in corrections. He's been to many classes like this before. They said, this is the only class I've ever been to where we were even allowed to take the tourniquet out of the package. How are you going to train with a tourniquet if you never took it out of the plastic, dude? Right? Like, no, you're going to get dozens, if not hundreds of reps and sets at refuge training. It's, it's how, we, how we roll. It's what we do. So there's a handful of slots left in Boise, Idaho, and there's still slots left in Oklahoma at the end of August. So don't be an ass. Come to class. Check it out refugetraining.com. Calebhouse.org. Uh, if you think it's an abomination that certain assholes are out there raping children and you want to do something about it, not just talk about it, calebhouse.org. 
Thank you to every one of us who supports what we do. We would not be able to do it without you. Y'all are incredible. We will be breaking ground next week on Caleb House Actual, our restoration facility. And I am super excited and super thankful to y'all. Grindstoneministries.com, if you want to sign up for a recurring donation, or if you want to purchase swag, Caleb House t-shirts, long sleeves, or hoodies, our brother Rex's uh, The Real Dope shirt, our brother Saw's Facts Not Feelings shirt, proceeds of which all go to benefit Caleb House Actual. Check that out. Link is in the description. That's grindstoneministries.com. And uh, today's the last day for Moose Run Coffee. They're donating 15% of all proceeds, all top-line revenue, 15% is going to uh, Caleb House this week. So if you want to get some really good coffee and uh, help support Caleb House, mooseruncoffee.com. Link is in the description. Um, and then after this week, they have a blend called the Grindstone Blend. Uh, I'm a little partial to it. It's what's in this cup this morning. Um because, yeah, I helped put it together. But always a portion of that, the Grindstone Blend, comes back to Caleb House. That's the show for today, y'all. I hope you have an awesome day of prep. Remember, the store closes at sundown today, approximately 8 p.m. Central. And will reopen at sundown tomorrow, approximately 8 p.m. Central on Saturday. Because six days ye shall labor. The seventh is a Sabbath of rest unto Yahuwah your Elohim, the Lord your God. Y'all go out there, be the light, do good things, be a blessing to the world. Be the person that you needed when you were a little kid. Go be a superhero. And remember, if you're operating in line with the Father's will, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Two of you shall put 10,000 to flight. Believe him when he says he's got your back, and you will be amazed at what the two of y'all together can accomplish. Y'all have a blessed day. Shalom.